The last of the upright pillars scattered across the ledge of the first recipients of the sun's rays. The campfire is out and no longer providing heat. However, the smell of burnt branches and debris is strong as strings of white and gray smoke dissipate into the morning mist. The sound of sticks breaking and leaves rustling can be heard just a few feet from the party. Despite feeling stiff and sore from a night spent sleeping on the ground, this is the best you've felt in days, and especially the best you've felt since delving into the depths below. The halfling slowly pushes off the ground and begins rolling up his blanket. Oh, why did I drink that stuff? The ranger mumbles out loud. Meepo and Erky are still fast asleep, nestled up against the dog, whose eyes are just starting to open. The ranger drops his blanket next to his pack and notices a rabbit, tangled. Hey, how did you get over here? Dempsey kicks his blanket over to his bag. The rabbit darts from side to side as it seems to be playing a game of tug of war with the sapling it's tethered to. Slash! The sapling drives its needle-like branches, which seem to resemble an arm, to the back of the rabbit's spine causing it to screech in pain before exerting its last breath. Dexter lets out a growl before quickly standing upright and leaping forward. When Dexter leapt forward, his scent Meepo and Erky rolling out of their blankets and out into the open ground. Whoa! Alright, golly, I'm up. I'm up, I'm up. Yells Erky as he rolls out from under the dog. Two more twig blights which look more like bundles of vines and branches woven together to form a humanoid-shaped monster, creep out of the tall grass and move forward towards the party. Twig blights, yells Dempsey. Alrighty, initiatives have been rolled, and the twig blights rolled extremely well. 20, 19, and 19. So, all three twig blights are going to have a crack at you. So, before we begin, just a heads up. Behind the party is the ravine. Some about 15 feet behind the party is the ravine, so the cliff's edge. And then 10 feet from the party, there are the twig blades. So you got twig blades, party, ravine. Now, best of luck. Twig blade number one darts forward towards Dexter, slams its its claws deep in the ground, just narrowly missing the dog's face. Sends little rocks and sand skittering. Twig blade number two darts up towards Dempsey, who is alongside Dexter, slings forward its claw, which will hit, and that'll pierce the leather armor piece that Dempsey is wearing. It'll puncture the chest piece and slide its twig branch claws deep inside, passing the armor and piercing Dempsey's chest. Oh, oh. Oh, dang, those things are sharp. That'll cause three points of damage. Twiglight number three moves forward. This time it pursues Dexter, which will hit, and that will cause three points of damage. It slings forward its viney fingers and clawed arm 
as it slashes the side of Dexter the dog, slashes his face, drawing blood. The dog whimpers. It's now Dempsey's turn. He's going to draw out his hatchet. He's going to bring it down on the twig plate that's currently attacking him. Ah. And that will succeed. He hits, and they don't have much health. The twig blade is cut in half. And just like that, this formidable foe turns into a pile of branches and uh, little sticks. Just like a pile of kindling crumples over the floor and rolls away. Blasted things. MC's going to fall back towards Dexter, hoping to distract some of the twig blades. Erky hops up. All of these things, godly. Alright. And to toll the dead. I point at you, Twig Blight. Let these bells fill the air and necrotic damage. Erky casts Toll the Dead. He points at the creature. And the sound of bells ring in the air just for a moment. The target fails on a saving throw. And it now takes only one point into chronic damage. But nevertheless, the twig blade has an expression of confusion. If such a thing could happen to a bundle of sticks and branches, it shakes off whatever is bothering it and continues attacking. It is now Meepo's turn. He hops up. He has his sling in hand. He's lived a adventurous lifestyle, always having to be on his toes against goblins and rats and what have you, and being the keeper of a dragon. With one fluid motion, he's up on his feet and slings forward that rock. That makes contact with the one that Erky was just attacking. Twig blade number two crumples to the floor. It too sprawls out as though a piece of twine has been snapped, releasing all the foliage. The twig blade just opens up under the ground and the branches come rolling out. Almost as though the spell has been lifted. And that brings us back to the top of the round. Twig blade number two, or actually twig blade number one. He's the last one alive. He's going to disengage and run. And there he goes. He can move. How many feet can he move, mister? 20 feet. So he flees Erky and Dempsey. He only has, he's only close enough to um, Dexter. So he flees Dexter. Dempsey's not close enough to get on opportunity attack. And he used his action to disengage, and he's gone 20 feet. That'll bring us, that'll bring us back to Mr. Dempsey, who's gonna... Ah, where is this? God bless it. Ah. I don't have axe. Uh. He's just gonna hurl his axe towards the creature. Uh, the natural 20. Let's see if it gets points here. Jeez. As the, yeah, nine points of damage. He rolled the highest, so you could roll twice. Alright, I can't find my bow, of course. Here we go. If it had a spine or a head, it loosely does. It would be a complete bullseye right in the back of the spine. And it just topples over itself. Just turns into a pile of sticks. And just like that, combat has ended. Um, Dexter and Dempsey took a little bit of damage, but other than that, they mopped the floor with these guys. Well... Good morning, everyone. Ooh. I was having a pretty good dream, too. But one that involves a bunch of food. Ugh, a warm bed. 
get me wrong, Dempsey. I'm glad to be out of the dungeon, but I really wish I was home. Yeah, I don't blame you there, buddy. As he retrieves his hatchet. There we go. Not gonna say anything about that shot there, Erky. Hmm? What? You're supposed to hit him. It's a twig. It's a branch. It's not that hard. That was a pretty good shot. I didn't have my didn't have my bow, like an idiot. But still pretty good with my axe. Right down the old back. Alright, since you're so gifted, how about you show us how you prepare a rabbit? Here. Herky picks up the rabbit that was killed by the twig blade. <laughs> Alright, you skin it. I'll cook it. No, oh, it's all yours, buddy. You're so gifted with that axe. How about you skin it with an axe? <laughs> Alrighty, I can do that. Alright, treat. After all, I do owe you. You stuck with me this far. How you doing, Dex? How's your wound? Oh, I'm sorry there. That'll heal. You're quite the trooper. No, with with all honesty there, uh, Dempsey. Let me see you. Let me see your chest. I'm alright. I'm okay. You got me pretty good through the armor. Honestly surprised that punctured my chest piece here. This is Elkhide. Would have thought it would have held up a little better. But I'll be okay. I'll be alright. <clears throat> alright, hand me that rabbit. Let's get this over with. We can discuss our plan further while I prepare this. Um, Meepo, do me a favor. Grab some more kindling. Meepo likes rabbit. Yes. No, no, sticks, Meepo. Just grab some. Erky, can you help out, Meepo? Yep, I got you, buddy. These sticks. Hey, Meepo, how about we cook a rabbit with those fallen twig blades? A little insult to injury. So, the party prepares a fire. It didn't take long. I mean, they already had one smoldering. They just threw the twig blades on there and some dried leaves and got it going again. Dempsey made quick work of the rabbit, and it is now on the fire roasting. And Dexter is right by his side to manage the situation. All right, now that we all have something to eat, I say we go over a quick game plan like we went over last night, but we were drinking some of that goblin wine, so I think we ought to go over it one more time. We're going to lower ourselves down, all the way down to the Grove Devil. Now, I don't have to reiterate it again, but my main goal here is that piece of fruit. I don't care if I grab one, if I just steal it and leave. That'd be awesome. We already have proof that one of those Huckreel children's died. Unfortunately. We have the chest piece and the, the uh, ring. Signet ring. I, I think we have enough closure already. If we can find the girl, that'd be awesome. I would definitely do a rescue mission. But... I'm not above stealing that piece of fruit. That would be the easiest. However, just judging by how everything's been going, I highly doubt it's unguarded. So, I think we might have to fight our way out. But I'm hoping we don't have to fight our way in anymore. I know we're close. I know we're really close. And Meepo, you've already said you don't know anything on this level. You only know the top level, correct? Yeah, Meepo. Not go down below. That's the first time Meepo be down below. Ah, uh, Meepo afraid of Balak. 
Meepo Fred. That brings up a, a good point there, Meepo. It's now or never, guys. You don't have to follow me. I appreciate the help, and I, I greatly need it. But uh, mostly you, Erky. You don't have to do this. Ah, that was a really good rabbit there, Dempsey. But excuse me, that was really good. You know my answer, Dempsey. You know where I stand. Believe me, I'm well aware of my options. Very well. Um, drinks on me at the old bore in when this is all said and done. That I can promise you. So, let's gather our stuff. Let's lower ourselves down. I say we move quietly and quickly through the top level. Though I don't think there's really anything left to, to, to bother us. Maybe the occasional rat. And um, I mean, it wouldn't hurt if the kobolds are back. They might be able to provide some type of insight. Or, you know, I don't know. But I, I don't think we're going to have any problems with them goblins. There was no sign of them when we were leaving. Alright guys, let's get to it. Meet at the at the cliff's edge here in a minute. I'm gonna uh, go relieve myself. So, the party splits up. Five, ten minutes goes by. Packs are packed. Which is pretty much mostly just Dempsey. Erky has a way of, you know, gathering some of his stuff, but a lot of his gear is goblin found. But Dempsey is actually the one that is carrying a decent amount of load. As well as Dexter the dog. He's got a good amount of saddlebags. So, everyone's packed up like a bunch of little pinatas. And they lower themselves down. I'm not going to make you make another roll. We've done that enough times. You are now at the bottom. Where it all began a few days ago. You are back at it. Alright, you press forward, and you find yourself back, walking past uh, Kelkrick's former cage. Right here, right here, Ricky, this is where I found Meepo. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, I bet you're awfully nostalgic. Sounds like a really good memory. Dempsey smiles. Um, at that point in time, I'll have you make a... You gotta make a roll. Every every 12 hours you have to make a, a roll at this random dungeon enemy in, encounter. Um, and it's a little pool here. Alright, you're on the two. Roll a d6. Make a perception check. Now that the entire party is inside Meepo's former chamber, you look around. Mostly Erky's not looking around. He's darted through here before on his way out, but first time he's kind of looking more thoroughly. Crudely executed symbols and glyphs scribed in bright green dye decorate this large and irregularly shaped crumbling chamber. A large pit in the center shows evidence of old fires. There's a small wooden bench draped with green cloth. As you're passing the metallic cage, you're pointing it out to Erky. You hear rats. You hear the sound of large rats. Oh, for the love of God. All right, everyone, just hide. Hide over here by the metal cage in, this, in the wooden bench. Come on, come on, come on. Surprisingly, everyone follows your instructions and darts over to the metal cage and then attempts to hide behind it. So, make a group stealth check. Not great. 
out of ten here. Two giant rats. The size of dogs. Almost as big as Dexter. Come hoofing it into the room. One of them is dragging the corpse of a goblin behind him. The other is just almost like a guard. It looks like he's just marching forward. Make another stealth check. Two giant rats stop. And they look to their right and they notice the party. Oh God. All right, everyone get up. Everyone hops up, draws out their weapons. Dog starts to growl. Make an intimidation check. All right. The rat holding the goblin drops it. And the other rat whimpers and, and kind of yelps almost. Squeaks. And the two seem to dart forward and they exit the room. Not the way they came, but they, they leave. Oh my god. Make another perception check. Alright, you can still hear them. Uh, you're not sure if they left left, but they are at the moment trying to avoid confrontation, it seems like. They have an easy meal right now and they uh, don't feel like fighting. What is up with these rats? Like, this is not normal. This is absolutely massive. Yeah. We gotta go, though. Let's, uh, just head out this room. Yeah, everyone is able to exit the room and continue forward. Uh, make another perception check now that you're in the hall. The sounds got a little louder, but at the moment, you're not, you're not too worried that they're pursuing you. You think they're just going to... Hopefully, just return for their goblin and leave you alone. All right, everyone, that was a close one. We're okay, but uh, let's not stick around. That—that that is a massive rat. Both us. It's bigger than this. As big as a pony. I don't know if it's big as a pony, but uh, huge, absolutely huge. This is not normal, Meepo. Believe me, the meepo. You go outside. Go outside. Them rats are not that big. And good work, Dexter. I thought, I thought you were gonna run towards them. He grabs the collar and pats him on the head. Good work. Um, make just a nature check. All right, you're able to continue forward. You are now at the lip of the well. All is all is good so far. Um, this whole entire level seems abandoned, other than those rats. There's evidence of other rats. Uh, you can tell they're trying to reclaim. You didn't really take a super close look to see if all the goblin corpses have been rummaged through, but all right, guys. You lower your party down. You are now back at the farming plot, and you have a decision to make. All right, well, I say we don't go right, Dempsey. We don't go towards the spider. I say we go forward. I sense a little sarcasm there, but I think you're right. So I'll be quiet. Remember, there is a bugbear and her or his giant rats. Are named, so they're probably even bigger than the ones we sopped up. You see the skeletons and the. You don't see the twig blades, but you see the skeletons tolling and just stirring up the soil. All right. 
You slide through the soil quietly. Quietly enough to avoid confrontation from the two skeletons. One has a wheelbarrow, the other has a hoe. And you disappear into the hall. Now this is, uh, this is where you left off after you've got away from the spider. These are the chamber rooms of those goblins. One group was making wine, the other was experimenting on a rat. And the other were fixing armor, and then there's another group that was sleeping. Now this has been uh, eight to 12 hours later. All right, so I'm going to sneak forward, do a quick once-over thing here. All right, yeah, we'll hang here. Go get him. All right, make a stealth check. All right. About 10 minutes pass by, and Dempsey returns. Make a perception check. This is based off what you found. You rolled a one, so not well. What did you see? What's going on? You good to go? Yeah, well, good to go. It's just awfully odd. There are no goblins. The place is abandoned almost. Ah. Signs of cobwebs, though. Uh, look, I didn't touch them or anything, but I can't help but think that spiders returned. And I don't think it feasted on all of them, but I'm wondering if that. Uh, Drove the goblins up. I don't know. They're not here. All their stuff's here, though. Which is odd. Um, if you guys... I say we just keep moving forward. I am a little worried. Well, I mean, no goblins, no goblins. a good thing, I guess. But, uh, uh that spider's terrifying. Hmm? So, the group pushes on. And the group makes their way past the chambers and moves out. And they are presented with a door. And I'll try to open that door quietly. Natural 20. About as quiet as a door can be. It opens. You open up to find yourself in a rather large gallery. This is probably one of the biggest hallways. Um, and hallways kind of not doing it justice. This is one of the biggest areas you've seen yet while inside the dungeon, whether up top or down below. This is kind of a large gallery chamber. Resembles Eustriel's room in size, but not necessarily in shape. Nodules of luminescent fungus hang from the ceiling and walls and grow in clumps on the flagstone floor. The light illuminates portions of grand base relief carvings on the stone walls that aren't covered with the fungus. The carvings depict dragons in various stages of raining fire down upon terrified people. Soil and compost cover half the chamber's floor, which allows for a variety of feeble plants to grow. A bench containing simple gardening implements stands along the west wall. Make a perception check. About 10 feet forward, you see a body of some sort facing down Facing, facing downward. Hey, Tex, go check that out. Really? You're sending your dog to go look at it? Hey, shh. Okay. He knows what he's doing. Dexter marches forward through the floor and approaches the body. 
Alright, it is definitely a goblin. And it is dead. Alright. Uh, looks like we're good to go. Dempsey follows his dog. Flips over the body. And it is a, a fallen goblin. Make a nature check. Or a medicine check. It's hard to tell. You really don't know how long it's been there. You cannot tell. Uh, these goblins are all... I have no idea how long it's been here. No signs of cobweb, or I really can't make out much. I'll have Erky make a roll as he picks the pocket. Alright. Erky's able to find just a couple bones, probably rats, out of the pocket of the of the goblin. Ah, oh, there's a bunch of junk in its pocket. Ew, it's sticky. Yeah, here, here's a there's a dagger, though. Ooh, yeah, that I will take. I'm tired of borrowing meepos. Alright, so... Erky gladly takes the... Rusty Goblin dagger. Which... Matches his gear. Alrighty, guys. Left or right, I suppose. Let's go left. If I'm not mistaken, I've not turned around completely. Right would lead us towards that... Rift and... You know, towards that other thing. Yeah, uh, I'd say left then. Anywhere away from that. Creepy beast. So the party pushes on left. You march forward. I'll have you make a stealth check. Uh, as you try to do this quietly. That's a four. Plus you seven. Eleven. So. You're doing a good job leading the way. You are finding the dirt soil. As opposed to the ground. You're doing a good job avoiding making noise with your boots. Um, about 15 feet forward, you see a door. Alright, guys, there's another door. I'm gonna quietly try to open this one. As you're saying that, the door swings open. A hulking humanoid figure, a silhouette, holding a large sickle, breaks the frame moves on forward. That stops, shuts the door, and it is now staring you down. <laughs> what you see is a large bugbear holding a massive sickle that is well above her head. She's holding one hand, a bunch of leaves, twigs, and sticks. It looks like she's got compost in her left hand, and with her right she's holding the, the sickle. Drops the compost, raises the sickle, readies itself in a combat position. Alrighty, initiatives have been rolled. Here we go. Mr. Meepo goes first. Oh, God, that's... Yeah. Meepo just doesn't even think twice. Instantly has a, a rock in his sling, and it Propels it forward. Ricochets off the wall behind the bugbear. The bugbear flinches for a second. And it attempts to take a step forward. Right when it's about ready to step forward. Dempsey, who has his bow knocked, lets it go. He rolls a 27. Easily hits. And does 11 points of damage. Right in the chest. The bugbear snaps it off with this sickle, 
with the handle piece, it just brings it forward. Both hands snaps it. It is still lodged in her chest piece. All right, it's now the bugbear's turn. The bugbear is going to take her movement. She has 30 feet of movement, doesn't need it all. And finds Dempsey. All righty, that will hit. That is a 14 plus the four, 18. So 2d10 plus two, that's giant sickle. That is 11 points of damage. <sighs> Slicing right across the chest. It practically removes the chest piece that Dempsey is wearing. Practically just cuts it in half and lets it fall to the ground. It is hanging together by thread as blood has been drawn. Oh! Oh my god, it's a big, big button. Oh. So, 11 points of damage. Let's add that up. Alright, Dempsey's at half health. Brings us over to Erky. He's going to make a, a attack with his Sacred Flame. Attack save. Alright, five points of radiant heat and damage. Penetrate the armor. As it winces in pain. The fur on the back of its neck stands tall. It starts flailing and slamming the, the handle of the sickle onto the ground. Making quite the commotion. Alright. Got still has some some breath left in him. Dexter is successful in his bite. Leaps forward. Yeah. Five points of damage. As it latches firmly on the calf of the bugbear. And the calf is one of the pieces of exposed fur. As it's wearing some black leather armor, some wrist guards, a chest piece, and a crudely made helmet of some sort. Still has some, some breath left in him. Brings us back up to the top of the round. Mr. Meepo. He misses. Alright, near turn, Dempsey. And Dempsey's gonna have to make an attack with his axe. Since he's so close. 18. Finds the weak part, a piece of the chest that is not covered by armor, and buries his hatchet deep into her chest. The bugbear stands upright a little bit, forcing Dempsey to let go of the handle. Brings its sickle straight up in the air. Oh god, no. And just as it does that, it falls backward. It is out cold, dead, as it lies bleeding out on the stone and mossy floor. We'll make one roll, because there was a, quite the commotion made when it was wincing in pain. At this point in time, combat has ended. Oh my god. For the love of god. Well done there. Jeez, Dempsey. 
quite the murderer. I don't know if it's murder. It's self-defense. Can do anything for these wounds, though. This is a. Uh, imagine like a paper cut, but much larger across your entire chest. That's what I'm kind of working with here. Yeah, you. Oof. Yeah, I can try to bandage you. You want to take a rest, maybe? They're gonna be a minute to fix you up. Uh, I don't think we can really stop right now. Let's march forward, find a better area. Party moves forward. Well, we open the door quietly if we can. You open it quietly enough. It makes noise, but no more than what the bugbear was just doing. And you open the door, and you pretty much just see exactly what you were already inside seeing. It's just pretty much like a continuation of the gallery. It was just split by this wall. All right, I, as far as I can tell, we're good to keep going party moves forward about 20 feet or so and he Dempsey and the gang stops for a moment to assess the situation uh, they don't see any corpses this time uh, Dempsey turns around to tell something to Erky and Erky is not there make a perception check alright looks like door is still open behind you you start to make your way towards the door one minute. Where did you go? At this time, Gnome slides through the door and shuts it behind him. Hey, I got something. Erky, keep up with us. Please. I don't want to lose you. Here, I got something. It's a potion. Potion of healing. Take it. Maybe take it now, actually. What is that? The ranger grabs the, the vial of red liquid which is corked with a cap of an actual piece of cork. Hey, thank you. Where'd you find this? The bugbear had it. It's about all he had, though. No loot, no gold, nothing. But he, he had that potion of healing. Well done, buddy. That's awesome. This is... This is very... <laughs> this is good news. Uh, for as much crap as I give you, I, I do need to remember we need to loot these bodies a little better, I think. We need to... Maybe they'll provide clues or, and in this case, some assistance. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. So, um, yeah, let's take the potion of healing. Eat, drink it up. Alright, it is 2d4 plus 2. 2, 2, 4, 6. So, minus 6. Or plus 6 health. Pops the cap. Yeah, it tastes like medicine. I feel better, though. Much appreciated. Okay, onward. You make it to another door. You stealthily open it. And you reveal another room. This is kind of like a dome-shaped room. Much smaller. This is just like the end of the hall. Opens up to this room. Luminescent mist blurs the edges of this octagonal chamber. Nodules of glowing fungus dot the stone walls and ceiling, as well as the caps of toadstools and mushrooms, small polyps, puffballs, and lichen. The humid air reeks with rot. Oh, gosh, this is horrible. Yeah, God, Dexter, it's rancid. 
I wish that was a Dexter. This is stagnant there. When was the last time this has been open? You don't notice any creatures here at the moment. But I'll have you make a perception check. 17. Upon further inspection, you notice small samples of traditional underdark plants and just various potted fungi that don't appear to require much attention in order to grow. Hmm. This is a bunch of fungi and plants, it looks like. Nothing too, too important. To the left of you, there is a door, and to the right of you, there is another door. You approach the door to your left, make a perception check as we attempt to listen in. I roll a 19. You hear, sounds like shovel on soil. And it sounds like goblin as well. Hmm. And you go to the door to the right. I don't think we're gonna try that one just yet, guys. I, there's definitely goblin there. You roll a 16. You hear nothing to the door to your right. Hmm. And you vote on it. All right. There's something to the left, but I don't hear anything to the right. Let's, let's go to the right then. I mean, sounds like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, here. You go to open the door to your right, and it is locked. You are unable to open it. Oh, for the love of God. We had a good run. You try your keys. You try for five minutes. Try the same key multiple times, and then you go through them all, try it again, different positions. None of these keys are working. This is a inward swinging door. So if you were to apply enough pressure, you might be able to pop the door and push your way into it. <laughs> That'll cause a, a decent amount of noise. All right. I think we pause here, figure out what's going on. Look through my pack, see if I got anything. All right, moment goes by, check your bag. There's really nothing there other than daggers and, you know, what's left of your rope. Not much. Some bones and food, what have you. Vials. I mean, Meepo, he probably has the most goodies once you just look at him. He's got a skunk in a box. He's got centipedes. He's got vials. He's got what have you. You just have a, a thing of acid, which you discuss in length, whether or not that would be enough to burn through the, the metal. This is a large wooden door with metal framework. Um, this was not built by the goblins. This was, you know, long ago uh, a keep of cultists who spent their time worshipping and toiling over the dragon gods. So, good craftsmanship. I don't know. I just, we're gonna have to just, I'm gonna just whack at this handle with my hammer. So make a strength check. You're gonna need a, a decent score in order to open this. Seven, you rolled a natural 17. I'm just trying to see what your strength is. Rolled a 19. <laughs> Crack. The handle cracks and splits perfectly down the middle. There we go. 
It doesn't open anything, but it reveals some of the mechanics behind the door. Alright, the, the very least exposed it. That made a lot of noise, MC. That's coming from me. That made a lot of noise. Yeah, I, I am aware. Moment passes as you are sticking your dagger, or Meepo sticking his dagger, and so is Erky taking turns trying to twist and turn the, the mechanisms that are keeping this door closed, the deadbolt, if you will. And at that point, the door opens. Ah, voila. However, it is not you that opened the door. You practically fall forward inside the door frame as it swings open, revealing goblins. Six goblins, to be exact. And they shriek as they are surprised. And then you also shriek. Two parties shriek in surprise. So we're going to roll initiative, and I say we save it for next session. So next session, we are going to pick up with combat as we take on six goblins inside this narrow hallway. But uh, overall, good job. Made a lot of progress. We fought our first twig blights, which is surprising. It took nine sessions for us to fight a twig blight, which seems sinful seeing as we're playing the sunless citadel but you're now inside the lower level you made your all way all the way down to the bottom you fought fought a bugbear i think that was our first time fighting one of those so progress is being made you are right on the cusp of seeing with your eyes the actual Goliath tree so good work see you next time adios